The French Revolution, A History by Thomas Carlyle Volume 3, The Guillotine Book 6, Thermidor Chapter 6, To Finish the Terror This LibriVox recording is in the public domain, read by Peter Dan. Book 6, Chapter 6, To Finish the Terror it is very remarkable indeed that since the Etre Supreme feast and the sublime continued harangues on it, which Biot feared would become a bore to him, Robespierre has gone little to committee, but held himself apart as if in a kind of pet. Nay, they have made a report on that old Catherine Theo and her regenerative man spoken of by the prophets not in the best spirit. This Theo mystery they affect to regard as a plot but have evidently introduced a vein of satire, of irreverent banter, not against the spinster alone, but obliquely against her regenerative man. Barère's light pen was perhaps at the bottom of it, read through the solemn snuffling organs of old Vadier of the Sûreté Générale. The Théo report had its effect, wrinkling the general republican visage into an iron grin. Ought these things to be? We note, Father, that among the prisoners in the twelve houses of arrest there is one whom we have seen before, Signora Fontenay, born Cabarou, the fair Proserpine whom Representative Talion Pluto-like did gather at Bordeaux, not without effect on himself. Talion is home, by recall, long since from Bordeaux, and in the most alarming position. Vain that he sounded, louder even than ever, the note of Jacobinism to hide past shortcomings. The Jacobins purged him out. Two times has Robespierre growled at him words of omen from the Convention Tribune. And now his fair Carberu, hit by denunciation, lies arrested, suspect, in spite of all he could do. Shut in horrid pinfold of death, the Signora smuggles out to her red gloomy Talian the most pressing entreaties and conjurings. Save me, save thyself. Seest thou not that thy own head is doomed, thou with a too fiery audacity, a Dantonist withal, against whom lie grudges? Are ye not all doomed, as in the polyphemous cavern? The fawningest slave of you will but be eaten last. Talian feels with a shudder that it is true. Talian has had words of omen. Baudon has had words. Freron is hated and barah. Each man feels his head if it yet stick on his shoulders. Meanwhile, Robespierre, we still observe, goes little to convention, not at all to committee, speaks nothing except to his Jacobin House of Lords amid his bodyguard of tapdours. These forty days, for we are now far in July, he has not showed face in committee, could only work there by his three shallow scoundrels and the terror there was of him. The incorruptible himself sits apart, or is seen stalking in solitary places in the field with an intensely meditative air, some say with eyes red-spotted, fruit of extreme bile, the lamentablest sea-green chimera that walks the earth that July. O oh, hapless chimera, for thou too hadst a life and a heart of flesh. What is this the stern gods, seeming to smile all the way, have led and let thee to? Art not thou he who, few years ago, was a young advocate of promise, and gave up the arras judgeship rather than sentence one man to die? What his thoughts might be, his plans for finishing the terror, one knows not. 
dim vestiges there flit of agrarian law, a Victoria Sanscolotism become landed proprietor, old soldiers sitting in national mansions, in hospital palaces of Chambord and Châtillis, peace bought by victory, breaches healed by feast of Etre Supreme, and so through seas of blood to equality, frugality, worksome blessedness, fraternity, and republic of the virtues. Blessed shore of such a sea of aristocrat blood, but how to land on it? Through one last wave, blood of corrupt sans colotists, traitorous or semi-traitorous conventionals, rebellious Talian, Bio, to whom with my atra supreme I have become a bore, with my apocalyptic old woman a laughing-stock, so stalks he, this poor Robespierre, like a sea-green ghost through the blooming July. Vestiges of schemes flit dim, but what his schemes or his thought were will never be known to man. New catacombs, some say, are digging for a huge simultaneous butchery, Convention to be butchered, down to the right pitch, by General Henriot and company, Jacobin House of Lords made dominant, and Robespierre dictator. There is actually, or else there is not actually, a list made out, which the hairdresser has got eye on, as he frizzled the incorruptible locks. Each man asks himself, is it I? Nay, as tradition and rumour of anecdotes still convey it, there was a remarkable bachelor's dinner one hot day at Barres. For doubt not, O oh reader, this Barres and others of them gave dinners, had country house at Clichy with elegant enough sumptuosities and pleasures high rouged. But at this dinner we speak of, the day being so hot, it is said, the guests all stripped their coats and left them in the drawing-room, whereupon Carnot glided out, driven by a necessity, needing of all things paper, groped in Robespierre's pocket, found a list of forty, his own name among them, and tarried not at the wine-cup that day. Ye must bestir yourselves, O friends, ye dull frogs of the marsh, mute ever since your ondism sank under, even ye now must croak or die. Councils are held with word and beck, nocturnal, mysterious as death. Does not a feline Maximilian stalk there, voiceless as yet, his green eyes red-spotted, back bent and hair up? Rash Talian, with his rash temper and audacity of tongue, he shall bell the cat. Fix a day, and be it soon, lest never. Lo, before the fixed day, on the day which they call Eight the Thermidor, 26 July, 1794, Robespierre himself reappears in convention, mounts to the tribune. The biliary face seems clouded with new gloom. Judge whether your Talion, Bourdon, listened with interest. It is a voice bodeful of death or of life. Long-winded, unmelodious as the screech-owls sounds that prophetic voice. Degenerate condition of republican spirit, corrupt moderatism, surete, salut, committees themselves infected, backsliding on this hand and on that, I, Maximilian, alone left incorruptible, ready to die at a moment's warning. For all which, what remedy is there? The guillotine, new vigour to the all-healing guillotine, death to traitors of every hue. So sings the prophetic voice into its convention-sounding board, the old song this, but today, 
Oh, heavens, has the sounding board ceased to act? There is not resonance in this convention. There is, so to speak, a gasp of silence. Nay, a certain grating of one knows not what. Le Quintre, our old draper of Versailles in these questionable circumstances, sees nothing he can do so safe as rise insidiously, or not insidiously, and move, according to established want, that the Robespierre speech be printed and sent to the departments. Hark! Gratings, even of dissonance! Honourable members hint dissonance. Committee members, inculpated in the speech, utter dissonance, demand delay in printing. Ever higher rises the note of dissidence. Inquiry is even made by editor Freron. What has become of the liberty of opinions in this convention? The order to print and transmit, which had got passed, is rescinded. Robespierre, greener than ever before, has to retire, foiled, discerning that it is mutiny, that evil is nigh. Mutiny is a thing of the fatalist nature in all enterprises whatsoever, a thing so incalculable, swift, frightful, not to be dealt with in fright. But mutiny in a Robespierre convention, above all, it is like fire seen sputtering in the ship's powder room. One death-defiant plunge at it, this moment, and you may still tread it out. Hesitate till next moment. Ship and ship's captain, crew and cargo are shivered far. The ship's voyage is suddenly ended between sea and sky. If Robespierre can, tonight, produce his Henriot and company and get his work done by them, he and Sanscalotism may still subsist some time. If not, probably not. Oliver Cromwell, when that agitator sergeant stepped forth from the ranks with plea of grievances and began gesticulating and demonstrating as the mouthpiece of thousands expectant there discerned with those truculent eyes of his how the matter lay, plucked a pistol from his holsters, blew agitator and agitation instantly out. Noll was a man fit for such things. Robespierre, for his part, glides over at evening to his Jacobin House of Lords unfolds there, instead of some adequate resolution, his woes, his uncommon virtues, incorruptibilities. Then, secondly, his rejected screech-alloration reads this latter over again and declares that he is ready to die at a moment's warning. Thou shalt not die, shouts Jacobinism from its thousand throats. Robespierre, I will drink the hemlock with thee, cries painter David. Je boirai la cigue avec toi. A thing not essential to do, but which, in the fire of the moment, can be said. Our Jacobin-sounding board, therefore, does act. Applause, heaven high, cover the rejected oration. Fire-eyed fury lights all Jacobin features. Insurrection, a sacred duty. The convention to be purged. Sovereign people under Henriot and municipality, we will make a new June 2nd of it. To your tents, O Israel! In this key pipes Jacobinism in sheer tumult of revolt. Let Talion and all opposition men make off. Collot de Bois, though of the supreme salut and so lately near shot, is elbowed, bullied, is glad to escape alive. Entering committee room of salut, all dishevelled, he finds sleek, sombre Saint-Just there among the rest, who in his sleek way asks, What is passing at the Jacobins? 
What is passing, repeats Collo in the unhistoric Cambyses vein. What is passing? Nothing but revolt and horrors are passing. Ye want our lives, ye shall not have them. St. Juice stutters at such Cambyses oratory, takes his hat to withdraw. That report he had been speaking of, report on Republican things in general, we may say, which is to be read in convention on the morrow, he cannot show at them this moment. A friend has it. He, St. Just, will get it and send it where he wants home. Once home, he sends it not, but an answer that he will not send it, that they will hear it from the tribune tomorrow. Let every man, therefore, according to a well-known good advice, pray to heaven and keep his powder dry. Paris on the morrow will see a thing. Swift scouts fly dim or invisible all night from Surete and Salut, from conclave to conclave, from mother society to town hall. Sleep can it fall on the eyes of Talien, Freron, Collot, Puissant, Henriot, Mere, Flurio, Judge Coffinol, Procureur Payen, Robespierre and all the Jacobins are getting ready. End of Book 6, Chapter 6